0: Oh, hey friend, I am really excited about this episode. Decision-making is one of my superpowers and it's how I stepped into leadership, it's how I started my first business, it's how I got to travel the world, it's how I've gotten my dream opportunities and it's definitely shown up a little bit reckless and a lot crazy. However, because I have practiced making powerful impactful decisions quickly it comes very easily to me and it is one of the main things that i end up working on with people but also because i think they see me doing this and living my life like this and it's pretty fun and it creates amazing results and like sometimes the results blow up in your face don't get me wrong but because you're able to make important decisions quickly even the blowups tend to move through rapidly So I'm going to talk about just decision-making and and decision-making process, but I'm also going to loop that into the anti-business school, which should be launching next week. So opening doors for one week, which means you're going to need to make a decision. And don't you worry, I've got a module on that, but I want to talk a little bit about why I created this offering, who it's for, and the decision-making process in signing up for anything that you hope is going to help you be more successful and create whatever it is you're trying to create. But if you're listening to this, I'm going to guess it's a little more fun, a lot more freedom and finding your flow. So with that decision-making, one of the things we practice all day, every day is making unimportant decisions very quickly from Brushing your teeth in the morning to which shirt you should wear to if you're grabbing a coffee at home or on the way to work or whatever it might be. We make thousands and thousands of decisions all day long that we don't even really think about. The big ones, the ones that really matter, the ones that are going to change our lives or bring in more money or create an opportunity to meet that super special person. Or invite the idea and the inspiration in that could change everything. Those are the decisions we tend to belabor. We spend so much time thinking about shoulda, woulda, coulda, that we might miss the opportunity altogether, or at least miss it at a time that it's going to create the change that we want. And then, yeah, the worst case scenario is actually we spend so much time trying to figure out if this decision is worthwhile, that we literally watch the thing we want slip away. And once that happens, it actually reinforces this behavior. All we're ever trying to do is avoid pain and shame when we're in a stressful, painful experience, right? This is when we need to make impactful, important decisions more than ever. But our brain our consciousness is limited because we're hyper focused on this one point of stimulus, this pain or shame. When we discover how to get ourselves out of that process, out of that thinking pattern, because that's all it is, unless like someone's actually chasing you down an alley with an axe, then by all means, <laughs> avoid the pain and shame, right? But if you're listening to this, if you've got you know the privilege in this space to be tuning into podcasts, especially about success and reality creation and your dreams, you're probably not in a life-threatening trauma scenario right now. So what I want to do is kind of offer my tips and tricks for making really impactful, really important decisions at exactly the cadence you need to serve and support you. I have a lot of people who are incredibly creative, probably just like you. They are visionaries. They're also my favorites, the rebels, the rule breakers, the trailblazers. So there isn't necessarily a blueprint to follow. No one else has done it like this. And no one does it like you. Also, you're not really good at like following the rules or doing the same thing over and over again. And so it can feel like decision-making escapes people who share those qualities, right? But the thing is, you have your pattern and you actually know exactly what you need to do in any given moment. You know everything. Is that the first time I've actually roped the title of this podcast into an episode? Whoop, whoop. (laughs) Go busy. So first things first, just notice your process for decision-making. So many of the decisions that we make in our day-to-day are repetitive in the sense that we approach them in a very similar manner. And we tend to be answering the same questions, trying to find the same answers. And even if it feels like we're reinventing the wheel every single time, I can guarantee you there's probably about 30 Maybe even 60%. That's my dog in the background. (laughs) You heard her sighing. She's like, ugh, bored. I hope you're not bored. She's currently sleeping on my pillow right now. I got up to make a cup of tea and I came back. And she's not like on the foot of the bed. And she's also not supposed to get on the bed. But she is on my actual pillow. So that's happening right now. What do we have to do to come back a dog? Just saying. Okay. So you've got your own decision-making process. And even if you're just like me and you make crazy fucking decisions all day long, every day, it's really best to capture that process so that as you build your dream team, as you build out the systems and structures and processes to support you and how you do things in your unique abilities and strengths, you can replicate it. Because again, I don't care who you are, at least 30% of the decisions you're making every day can be put onto autopilot. And so firstly, finding those and then stepping them out so that there is a step-by-step process so that you can then delegate whenever you're ready. That's crucial. So find the repetitive decisions that you're making. These can also be reduced. So these are like the really boring examples of the Steve Jobs who just wore the exact same thing every day. Or I know for me, Monday through Fridays, I tend to eat the same thing every day because quite honestly, I just don't give a shit. I'd much rather save my cooking and interesting meals for when I'm sitting around with friends or celebrating or relaxing. Otherwise, I'm also trying to shift food being a reward into food being fuel. And it's like hanging out with people. That is more of my celebratory process. But anyhow, I digress. The point being, we can reduce some of the decisions we make every day. Something else I do is called a capsule closet. And I can already hear some of you rolling your eyes on this one. But because I travel so much and because I really, really – really want to support sustainable, ethical fashion in small business, I do invest in my clothes. And I will create a capsule closet for each season. And I'm not going to get into the details of that, but it really helps reduce my decision-making, especially when packing. So you can create repetitive processes around your decisions, or you can simply reduce the amount of decisions you need to make in every day. That definitely helps with More than half, I would say, up to 70% of your decisions that just aren't that impactful or demanding in terms of the energy they take to weigh out the pros and cons, right? Now, the big decisions. There are going to be a few, I like to think of them almost like triggers in terms of when do I really need to take the time and energy to invest into this? And what is my threshold essentially for stress? Because we've been programmed to look at decision-making as stressful because what we're doing is approaching it like we could fuck this up. There's fear around this. The first step to making fast, impactful and powerful decisions is to realize there are no mistakes. And I tell every single person I work with to do this and I fucking it's wild. None of them none of them really do it until the 18th time we've gone over it. Make a list of all your successes. From winning your fucking AYSO soccer award for most valuable player that everyone on the team got (laughs) to the email that your coworker or your employee or your partner or an old boss or whatever, like a compliment that you got, it doesn't matter what the success is, make a giant fucking list and keep adding to this. Every single one of those successes came from a decision that you had to make. And the big ones, the surprise ones, the ones that you will never forget probably came out of what felt like a massive fuck up, mistake, explosion, implosion, crisis. I promise you, reply back, text me 720-704-4865, hit me on socials. I would love to hear from one of you. Who doesn't find one of their biggest fuck ups yielded one of their biggest successes? The fear we have in making decisions is that we might make the wrong one. But when you look back on your life, you'll realize with 2020 hindsight, you always make it work. And I get it. That can sound a bit fucking woo or a bit bullshit, or you're trying to make yourself feel better. Okay, it's also true, right? So look at your thresholds for how much energy am I going to invest in this. I'm going to use a money example. It's a really common one I go through with my clients a lot in terms of business and decision making, because as we're scaling, as we're starting to grow, depending on the type of business that you have, at some point, you're you're not going to be able to be across every single decision and call in your business. And this is especially true in budgeting and spending. Also, empower your people to be able to make decisions. That's how you learn to trust. That's how they learn to trust. That's how everybody learns to be more successful, et cetera. So pick a threshold. And in this example, I'm going to use a dollar amount. So for a lot of businesses at a certain point, they want to stop having to be involved in every decision after a certain dollar amount. So this might be $200. This might be $500. Shit, this might be $1,000 or $5,000. Totally depends on you and your business. The point being is that up until that point, you're not going to stress about it, and it's a yes, basically. If someone feels like you need something at that costs less than two hundred they're empowered to make that decision. Now, if you set that threshold and you fall above that line, then there's a specific process. Again, with money, what I like to look at is what is the purpose of this purchase? What are we trying to achieve? What is the return on investment? So if I am buying new materials, if I'm buying, I just purchased like a $600 tablet for myself. I take an excessive amount of notes and I have like 18 different notebooks and journals and writing for me is part of my learning process. So I love typing. I've got a million different tools and apps and organizational things on my computer But there's something about writing for me. But the challenge is is I can't take 20 notebooks with me when I travel. And I inevitably leave something somewhere and blah, blah, blah. So I found I wanted to get a tablet, but I also want to, to get offline and be able to focus. So where I'm going with this, I needed a tool to help me learn, to help me track my thoughts. It was above my threshold for spending in my business. Therefore, it deserved a little bit more time and energy. For me, when it's an investment in my business with zero return on investment, this isn't going to make me money per se. I can't, at least I don't have the wherewithal to like track. I'm sure it does contribute to my overall profitability, but I don't really want to get into those nitty gritties. So I'll give myself a timeline. I usually say it's about 30 to 90 days, depending on the perceived level of need. And then I stop worrying about it and I move on. If at 30 days, I still want the thing or 60 or 90 days, again, depending on how much it costs, then I get it. And that's just my own decision-making process. I was going through this with another client who loves to invest in sales resources. He likes to hire members for his sales team. He likes to do all sorts of data analysis And databases and SEO and marketing and he's got some offerings that are less than six six figures, but this is a pretty high tech, amazing artist and visionary, I must say. But yeah, he's not getting out of bed for less than a hundred thousand dollars, so of course he's going to invest a ton into his sales and marketing. Now, not all of his strategies have been successful. And this year, he's actually invested quite a bit that didn't really pan out. Hired new sales teams, hired new marketing teams, and he didn't get the results that he wanted. He didn't get that ROI. And he was really beating himself up about it. He felt like he was making these big, powerful, impactful decisions in his business, and he was being very, very unsuccessful. So we created a decision-making process for him. Firstly, if this investment is going to be more than $1,500... How can he truncate the initial partnership? So when hiring people, rather than hiring them for six months or for a year or to get a certain amount of results, can you limit that timeline so that you're stepping out this process so that rather than investing $50,000, I know we just went from 1500 to $50,000, but ultimately... That's that's what we were looking at in this example. Can you invest $5,000 to work with these people for 30 days and see where you land at the end of it. Secondly, can you talk to their past clients and people that they've worked with to get some insights beyond what they have on their website. And third, is there any kind of reciprocal relationship that you can create? So if you don't get the results that they want, what happens next? Are they willing to recommend you and build any partnerships out with their clients so that there's just a little bit more skin in the game with these three steps in place? If it was a yes to all three, easy, yes, two out of three, he decided that would still be a yes. But if he could only get a yes on one out of the three, then it was a no. And that really helped him start to streamline where he was investing his time in terms of his sales and marketing. But more importantly, it helped him understand his own decision-making process. And so looking back on the shoulda, woulda, and how could he have created a little bit more security and a little less, well, that didn't fucking work. I'm an idiot or they suck <laughs> as a result, right? So what we're always trying to do is just kind of like look at where it didn't feel good last time around, and how can we mitigate that risk this time around? What we're always doing is looking at the strategy from the time before so that we can learn from it, improve on it, and then adapt one variable as we step things out. As you practice making impactful decisions, you will get quicker at them. So again, you know, pick a timeline or a time frame Maybe limit the scope of the decision so that you can build your own confidence, just like you do in terms of the less impactful, very quick and easy decisions you make all day long, every day. Having that list of success will show you and give you the evidence that your mind is seeking, your ego seeks to know you can do it. And this might not be as big of a decision or as scary as you're kind of making it out to be. Some things just to also keep in mind as you get more and more familiar with your own decision making process and how you can create that structure and those systems to support you is how do you withstand under pressure? I work with some people who take a very long time to make decisions, and that's just part of their process. It's only a bad thing if you feel resentment or regret around it. If you've watched things slip through your fingers because of fear of what if I make a mistake? It's not for me to tell you, you take a long time to make decisions or anybody else. However, once you dial in your process, carve out the means to honor it. I use timelines. I will tell myself, I'm not worrying about this or thinking about this for two weeks. And I will put on my calendar time to review, you know, whatever the decision is, or you get to buy the new tablet or whatever, because I always want to go faster. I am. I put the own pressure on myself to move faster. With other people that I work with, there, there can be a lot of extenuating circumstances. When I worked in the music industry, my business partner and the artists that we worked with would, would take the time they needed to make the best decision for them and for their art and Every single time, the record labels, the music festivals, the booking agents, the promoters, that was an unacceptable amount of time. Their interests were not the same. They were looking after their own businesses and their own customers, buyers, clients. And you know we were looking after the art and the artists. It takes as long as it takes. In order to withstand the pressure, everyone had different means of honoring their process. Sometimes it was simply turning off the phone and turning off the computer. Sometimes it was certain amount of breaks and a certain amount of time and space in order to really get into that creativity and art. Again, whatever it is, there's no right or wrong, but know that once you dial in your process, you're likely going to experience pressure from the external world business expectations that are simply not your problem. So know that, prepare for that, and give yourself the tools and resources you need to support yourself when you are starting to feel that pressure. And when that pressure overflows, it's going to be straight up fucking stressful. I mean, it's the cheesiest example in the world, but when you're feeling that stress and that anxiety because something needs to happen yesterday and you're just not ready, shift focus. You know, one of the best pieces of advice that I ever got was if you don't know what to do yet, you might not have all of the information. So a fantastic way of shifting focus is doing a little bit of research, reaching out to people, gathering the info that you need. Now, some of us spend all of our time a paralysis by analysis is absolutely a way to delay making impactful, powerful decisions. You really just need to tune into like When are you shifting focus into something that's productive and expansive and supportive? Or when are you distracting yourself out of fear? I mean, a really good way is like, do I feel good right now? Or do I feel bad right now? If you feel bad, it's probably distraction and fear. If you feel good, you're probably expanding and connecting and really you know, filling up your cup. One of the reasons that I wanted to talk about this and about decision-making in tandem with the anti business school was not simply the timing or the fact that decision making seems to be the theme and the underlying theme of this year only because that year that i hate fucking talking about like smashed every plan <laughs> and every timeline and every target just completely out of the park and it i've just simply noticed that people seem to have a really really tough time making big decisions. And especially when it comes to long-term plans, because we all just became acutely aware of the fact there is no certainty, there are no guarantees, and that's okay. You can still make really impactful, really powerful life-changing and business-changing decisions that will change. And so how do you find that certainty and the uncertainty? That to me is business ownership. And I talk about that in the anti-business school pretty much throughout everything that I do. I created the Anti-Business School because I have worked with, I can't even tell you how many coaches. I've signed up for all the programs. I've gotten all of the systems. And this is the program I wish I had had from the get. I wish someone had simply told me there is no one right way and there is no one right answer. You're going to do what you're going to do, and it's going to teach you everything you need to learn, especially what feels good for you, the way that you work and how to best support yourself and create the business, not just of your dreams, but the business that will support you on your worst day. My favorite module in the anti-business school is next level leadership. And what I don't talk a lot about, but I'm going to start talking a lot about is what I do is called energy coaching. We can create all the systems and structures and processes and decision-making steps that we want but if we're not following them, if we're not doing them, if we're not taking the action we want to take, that is all about your energy, your attitude, your perspective, your limiting beliefs, you know, the, the blocks, the bad habits, the default tendencies, whatever you want to call it. When you can release those and get out of your own way, everything is possible. You're Potential is limitless. Your opportunities are endless. And in next level leadership, I talk about the seven levels of leadership, how you can energetically approach leadership, where you might be at, what your default tendency might be when you get stressed or feel pressured or freaked out, and then specific steps you can take to level up. So how to become your ideal leader, the leader you want to follow, not what everybody else is doing. And how to create your own success, but also your own metrics so that you're always growing and expanding, but in a way that feels exciting and encouraging. I was talking with a client yesterday who was saying goal setting is her least favorite activity, and it kind of blew me away. It's so demonstrative of how we've been taught success and goals should show up as in these like taskmasters. And boot camp instructors that like use force and fear to motivate you. It doesn't fucking work. If force and fear motivated you, you wouldn't be listening to this. If force and fear motivated all of us, we'd all be like unbelievably successful. It gets you to a certain point, don't get me wrong. But from there, when you hit a certain level of success, even if it's nowhere near where you wanna be, you need to invest in the development of skills an education, an experience that is new so that you can create new levels of success. It sounds so obvious when you say it, but the things that you've done to get here are not gonna be the things you can do to get to where you want to go and where you can go and where you will go. So I talk a lot about that and not just how planning and goal setting should be this like concrete thing that you're beholden to, but how it's this malleable, creative, inspiring process that continually reminds you what's working and what you just don't need to do anymore. Everything from business planning to you type A's that want like a 102 page business plan to the creative visionaries out there who might use like a cocktail napkin at a bar. I have a whole thing on making decisions and how to use your values and what's most important to you in order to make impactful decisions. I talk a lot about this in the invaluable values modules or podcast and module as well. Change management, conflict management, problem solving. That's when your leadership is really tested is when things don't go according to plan or something does blow up on your face, which is going to happen. Also my favorites, um, my favorite sort of framework for everything, which is design theory. And I totally get into that, but financial flow. I've got over 10 different videos on how to make your finances work for you. If you're someone who has never looked at your bank account, never budgeted, always overspent, please don't worry. Firstly, there are more of you out there than not. Secondly, if you're listening to this and you're one of my rebels, rule breakers, trailblazers, and visionaries, I can guarantee you There is an aspect of your business and of your life that feels like that. It might not be everything. I find a lot of people can be really good at the personal budgeting or really good at like the project budgeting, but maybe like a bit wild when it comes to investing in themselves and their business or saving and planning. There are some super simple systems out there. I talk about Profit First a lot that will enable you, again, to just make easier decisions in your business so you don't have to worry about it. I even talk a little bit about sales, not so much in the art of selling, but how you can feel good about selling in business. Selling is how we make money. But more importantly, selling is how you lead yourself, right? You got to sell yourself on what you're going to wear today and what calls you're going to make today and which emails you're going to answer. Like that's self-leadership, getting your partners and your friends and your families to support you in your business. That's selling too finding a brand, rebranding, getting your logo out there, marketing, all of that takes a degree of selling that I think we're kind of approaching from this old school way of thinking we're just solving problems. Like what we're really tuning into is an energy that is exciting and creative and intuitive and service oriented, but service from the highest and best for all. How can we create a win, win, win for everybody? I even have a module called Cultivating Connection because, not dissimilar to decision-making, you need to know how you work. And the first relationship you need to love and adore is with yourself. And as cheesy as that fucking sounds, believe me, you, if you don't find some security and self-love first... You're going to really struggle in loving your business and in finding security, finding that certainty and the uncertainty, the calm and the chaos in your business. So emotional intelligence is definitely the buzzword. But when we think of it in terms of energetics, how can you game it so that you're always not always because it's not there's there's never always. How can you game it so that you're able to show up in a manner that gets you the results that you want? So it's not about feeling amazing all the fucking time. To be perfectly honest, I was feeling really not amazing about the anti-business school just a couple days ago. And I remember talking with one of my cohorts, one of my people who I call when I'm feeling not amazing, but you still got to show up. And I knew that this was some kind of a limiting belief. I was just a little unfamiliar with it. It was like a very blasé, eh, what if we just push it back, push the launch date back? It doesn't really matter. And all of that is true. But the reality is, is sometimes we're not going to feel super fucking excited and amazing, and we have the opportunity to create that feeling for ourselves. And that's what cultivating connection is all about. Not just building relationships externally and finding the ideal partners and the ideal support in your business, but being able to c- cultivate the relationship with yourself so that you can support you, so that you can love you, so that you can find whatever it is that you're looking for in any moment to be successful. I also threw in just a couple since we're talking about this. The BizBoost Challenge and the Firestarter Business Boot Camp. The Firestarter Business Bootcamp is for you if you haven't yet started or if you're one of those people who I talk to a lot who suddenly found themselves in business without like doing it on purpose. I was speaking with a woman last week who she and her husband are in the outdoors industry and something that they had always used in their own personal campsites. He prototyped, he pitched at a trades show, and suddenly they found themselves on the shelves at REI and then Camping World and then Bass shop pro or pro bash shop or <laughs> whatever that one is. And really out of nowhere, they found themselves in a multi-million-dollar business that was operating out of their home. And they didn't have any of the things in place, the logo, the website. They set up a business bank account in retrospect, but the Firestarter Business Bootcamp is for anyone who's got an idea, who's got a side hustle, or who's in business but hasn't gotten all the things in place that would enable them to feel like they're actually in business. There's some really fun ideas in there for anyone and some tips and tricks just in how to create some basic structures, whether it's your business banking or your marketing, quick, simple startup solutions. And then the BizBoost challenge is a very fun 30 day expansion that I offer. It's two minute videos you can watch Monday through Friday and it will give you quick little exercises to amplify your success in a variety of different spaces. So it's all of my tried and tested strategies. It's the anti-business school's 20 years of experience, five years of coaching, 10 years of therapy, and all of the mega woo shit wrapped up into like the most digestible bite-sized pieces I could imagine. I don't know about you, but if I never have to watch another 90-minute, let alone 60-minute video, it would be too soon. And I don't need the structure. Like I get that everybody starts with an intro and has a problem and then tells you their own personal story of how they overcome it and then relate it back to you. And then re- like, it's, it's a script and we're all here because we're anti-scripts. We're rule breakers, right? We're rebels. And this is a offering, uh, choose your own adventure course, if you will, for me, <laughs> and all of my people cuz we want it straight we want it to the point we want we don't want to have to watch all of the things you can choose it in whatever order whatever is going to serve you best whatever it is you need to work on it doesn't need to go in any order it is a total choose your own adventure along with a list of all of the resources i'm incredibly transparent about what I've studied, where I've studied, how you can resource yourself more effectively if I haven't provided enough. And I give credit where credit is due every single time. There are a ton of resources and individuals who have helped me get where I am. And I encourage you to find them and get to know more about them, just like you're getting to know more about you and your own success and how you are going to keep on keeping on. So with that, yeah, decision-making. you have a decision to make? all day, every day, over and over and over again, you're going to get opportunities and offers and people are going to present you with solutions and strategies and systems and understanding what it is that you need, how you work best, what you need to put into place for you to be successful. That's the key. And understanding your own process in terms of choosing and choices and decision-making and figuring out your unique recipe for success. That's how it's done, my friend. I hope that this has supported you. If it has, please share this episode, especially if you think the anti-business school might be for someone you know, or might be a fun gift. We're getting close to that season as well. It is a ridiculously low price. I also tried to take the decision making out of this. It's lifetime access. I will continually work on it and build on it. It's been in beta testing for a few months now. But it is obviously something that I'm going to grow and invest in just in terms of the latest tricks and tested strategies that I've been applying since things are always changing. I'm going to be doing live videos in the Discord community as well, the Container. Which if you're into community, there's definitely going to be one. I see this as an amazing opportunity, not just for networking, but also masterminding and finding peers and people who are also trying to carve their own unique path and do it a little bit differently. And don't want to be on fucking social media and don't want to be in a Facebook group and maybe aren't really even into watching videos and learning. They're just kind of here for the fun and the flow, right? The freedom, the freedom of meeting like-minded business owners who are not in competition, but very invested in community. Share this, review it, send me some love. Text me 720-704-4865 if you got some cues, I would love to give you some A's. I am thinking about actually kind of rolling that community just into the Discord, considering that that they're like serving a very similar intention texting is my favorite form of communication but who knows who knows I'm always like I said chopping changing making decisions changing my mind it's all part of the process so I hope you're having as much fun as me and yeah I love you